Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Let's go home where the love, the care, and the joy live. <laughs> There's no place like home. Connect your home to super fast internet with affordable data bundles from MTN Home. Visit broadband.mtn.com.gh or your MyMTN app to sign up today. MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We are also on affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including uh, Kaliawu FM in Akachi. We are on Dreams FM in Bogatanga, Lonlonyo FM in Hohoi. We are on Twitter Spaces, we are on Facebook and myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC, HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, Commission on Human rights and administrative justice demands evidence forming basis of South Dai MP's request for a probe into the Professor Kobna Frimpom Watting report. We have details as the MP tells Shraj to contact Professor Frimpom Watting since he's the author of the controversial report. Stay on for details of that. Ghana slips two places on the latest Global Peace Index. Details as conflicts remain key contributors to the decline. On the radar, and as long as there is, uh, you know, sporadic shooting and violence in that area, the indicator will continue to record. Also this afternoon, F dams constructed under the One Village One Dam project in Bongo cannot hold enough water to be of use to residents during times of dire need. Dam always take us two months to dry up. Only two months. October, November, the water dry up. Also details on this. <coughs> Later in the news, we'll tell you, we'll take you to the eastern region town of Anum and tell you the story behind the prohibition of keeping dogs by residents. The reason we don't keep dogs in this town is because our deity guards the people with his own dogs. 
we have sports. Ghana could face tough opponents in the 2026 FIFA World Cup qualifiers. Details later. Take you live to the forecourt of the State House where President Akufuado and other dignitaries eulogize a late playwright and author, Ama Ataedu, at her funeral rites. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. Please do stay on for details. This is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. We're digging now, and the Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice, Shraj, has written to Saudi MP Roxanne Nelson Dapamakbo demanding a tall list of evidence to enable it probe named officials in the Professor Kwabnafrim Pomwating report. The legislator petitioned Shraj to investigate the matter following widespread publication of the report with focus on how key government and political con- politically connected individuals stifled the fight against illegal mining. The Office of the Special Prosecutor and Shraj are currently the agencies investigating the matter. Legal Affairs Correspondent Joseph Akablay joins me via Zoom with details of this. Joseph, let's first run through the evidence Shraj is demanding from the MP. So I'm quite a tall list by way of the specific demands that have been made. So first there's the question about the evidence of damage up to the forest reserves, evidence of seized excavators, limbs and particulars of the said big men in nature of their communications, evidence of mining operations being undertaken by Mr. Chaosu, evidence showing that Mr. Chaosu was mining without permit, evidence of several dozens of large-scale concessions being held by Honorable Joseph Albert Kwan, the former MP for Amanso Kwanta, among others. So it's simply a, a demand for evidence backing the allegations that were effectively contained in that particular uh, report that was said to have been authored by Professor from Pond Boati and Shraj wrote to the Member of Parliament indicating that as part of his preliminary investigations into the matter, it is asking that he provides these evidences to enable Shraj to undertake the investigations. Well, we know that the MP makes some legal arguments backing his position that Shraj should contact Professor Frempon Boati and tell us more. The MP argues through his lawyers that as far as he is concerned, the onus is on Shraj to carry out its investigation. And in terms of the evidential rule, he makes the point that a copy of the report is what they have made available. In terms of the specific evidence backing those allegations, they make the case that their publications indicating Professor Kabna from Pombwat, the former chairman of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining, indicating publicly that he stands by the contents of the report. And so they say that that means that he is the one who authored it and he has those evidence and so if Shraj is minded and wants access to those evidence then Shraj should go ahead and invite him. And Mr. Dafiyama Post lawyers make the point that he has discharged his constitutional mandate requiring that such petitions be sent to Shraj to investigate allegations of corruption and abuse of office and once he has discharged that mandate the onus is now on Shraj to carry out his investigations into this particular matter. So they are asking that Shraj should proceed to obtain the said evidence from Professor Kabna from Pond 
Well, that's a legal affairs correspondent, Joseph Akable. Let me bring in uh, the South MP himself, Roxy Nelson Dapamako, thankfully joins us on the line. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here on the Midday News. For, so from what we understand, is it to say that all you have is what is contained in the Professor Frimpong-Watting report? Hello? Hello, Mr. Dapamako. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, so we've been talking about um, the letter written to you by Shraj, and I'm asking that from what we understand, is it to say that all you have is what is contained in the Professor Kobnafin Pombwating report? Yes, uh, the, the issue is that Shraj, Shraj responded to the petition by asking me to provide further and better particulars in respect of some matters that they listed in their letter. And um, if we recall, the, the petition is based on the report issued by Professor from Watson himself and made those very serious allegations. So my position is very simple that Professor from Watson himself is the best person to make available this detail. Well, so I responded to the letter and and, and Prof has indicated his willingness to appear before the, the commission and answer to questions. So I believe that once he's invited to speak to the matter, you have documents to, to adduce, to support the claim that he made in the report that he issued to the office of the president, which is the subject of the petition. So the indication you're getting from Shraj in terms of the letter they wrote to you is that whether you provide evidence or not, the investigation will still go on, or if you don't provide the evidence, the investigation will cease. Then the indication I get is that they are waiting for these documents before they make progress. That in, indeed, that is the the, the the tenor of the last paragraph of the letter. So I have responded appropriately by saying that they can they can proceed with the matter and perform what he says in the documents and the other materials that they want from me, and so he will provide them. And what has been the response of Shraj, or they are yet to respond uh, to no, the response the letter, you gave to them? Their letter to me is, is it was recently written, and I responded. I responded yesterday, so I believe that we'll see how this goes. But is it surprising to you and your team uh, this particular um, ev request for evidence from Shraj to you? Yes, yes. I mean, indeed, very surprising, but uh, it's not odd. It's very surprising, but it's not odd. It's just a matter of. Procedure, and I think that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get over that head and we'll make progress in the matter. Okay, we're grateful. That's the Saudi MP Roxon Nelson Dafa Mokbo there. I'll take you to the Ashanti region now where Kumasi High Court did not take the plea of a police in inspector standing trial for the alleged murder of his girlfriend at a doom in Kumasi as lawyers for the accused failed to show up in court. Inspector Ahmed Chumesi is accused of shooting his girlfriend multiple times leading to her death. My colleague Oheming Terry on our security desk is on the beats for us, joins us with details. So Oheming, uh, was the court informed of the reason behind the absence of lawyers of the accused person? Yes, uh, MFR, according to Inspector Ahmed Chumasi, uh, he could not uh, give the details of his lawyer, uh, talking about his name and his phone number. Uh, so the court was left with no decision uh, than to adjourn hearing because according to him, uh, he has lost touch with the, the lawyer and he can only identify the lawyer whom he couldn't mention his name to the court by his face. And so that was what 
compelled the court uh, to adjourn hearing to 26th of this month. Now, let's talk about um, the family of the late Majwa. What's been the reaction to this latest development? I would say the family members, a few of them who had gathered in court, were very, very disappointed. I counted a woman and four other males who were present at the court. They had expected to be at the court in their numbers to witness proceedings because where the court is located is very close to where they live. So, unfortunately, because of the time constraints, they couldn't make it to court in their numbers. They were very disappointed that uh, hearing for the first time could not happen uh, for the plea of the accused person to be taken so that the court uh, could also um, panel a, a jury to hear uh, the case in, in this regard. That's my colleague Oheming Teria following up on this incident for us in the Ashanti region. Let's head to the Upper East region now where the Conference of Heads of Assisted Secondary Schools say it is concerned that the agitation by students of the Binduri Community Day School could be replicated by students in other schools within the region as feeding challenges continue to hamper smooth running of the schools. Chas says the shortage in some of the schools is creating tension between school authorities and students. We can hear from um, Chas shortly but first listen to some of the students who protested in Binduri yesterday. They are providing them food two times, three, 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 three times a day. But here, yeah. only once, even no, though we cook right. without salt. No, no, yeah, no, you will not get. Only bank goes through, only bank goes through anything. We are here suffering every day. What is wrong with us? They stopped cooking for us. That was 29th May, up to the date. They, they haven't started cooking for us. Any, we have sent it to the authorities, but they have, they, there is no feedback. That's the reason why we are out here, but not in class. And they came to this school. They are not like house vests. We don't know why they are not in class. When we go out... Well, the Upper East Regional Secretary of Chas, Bukhari Abdul, has been speaking to Joy News following that demonstration and partial shutdown of the Binduri Senior High School. What has happened in Binduri is likely to uh, influence other students in other schools to um, also agitate. As they, they, they kept reporting during our conferences, we, we've always advised them to report to the, uh, the immediate um, superiors as the, the district or municipal directors and then uh, they, they will deal with the situation with, with the federal uh, authority now away from the day schools the community day schools how dire is the situation of food in the boarding schools in the region yeah in the boarding schools um it, we only have challenges with some particular food items uh, for example uh, granules has become a problem from January up to now, we have not had milk. Uh, bread flour too has become a challenge. From January till now, you have not received milk. We have not received. We 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 do without it. We do without it. Uh, we know buffer stock uh, and prisoner school are in charge of uh, supply of food to the schools. And so uh, we look up to them. So our appeal to government to look at those areas. Granos in fact, has become a serious challenge. Without granules, most of the um, meals uh, becomes a challenge. So we'll appeal to government to, 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 to continue to do its best like it has been doing. Well, the Binduri District Director of Education, John Jagri Soka, says there will be an emergency meeting today with the school authorities on the issue. This is something that we have taken up to, to, to discuss with the management of the school. Uh, we are going to hold a management meeting. Yesterday I was in the school to 
meet the the teachers and the final year students. But what excuse did the caterer give for not cooking for them? Uh, the caterer's excuse is that she hasn't been paid for her services and she's still expecting uh, some payment to be made to her to continue. The Let's head back to the Greater Accra region now, this time off to Parliament, where the minority they are demanding that government reopen the procurement process to select a strategic partner for the Tema Oil Refinery, as they describe the current deal with Torrentco as a rip-off. Parliamentary Affairs correspondent Kweku Asante joins us on the line. Tell us more, Kweku. So, Emma, a few weeks ago, that deal came up and the minority have been insisting that this deal does not inure to this country's benefit. They say that they want government to open up the process again so that more entities would have better terms to apply and be signed on. Unfortunately, Yakufuado led government has been sleeping on the job and has left the refinery to rot. Having failed to continue with the progress made under Mahama-led administration, they have decided to lease the Tamale refinery to Taranko Asset Management. And if you read the details of the contract, they are supposed to refine just about 8 million barrels. That is woefully inadequate. We believe that that contract is inimical that contract will not inure to the benefit of the country. That contract will not benefit the ordinary Ghanaian. And that contract does not meet value. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. For money. We are therefore calling on the Akufuado Baumia-led government to put a halt to this lease agreement. Well, so that's a um, ranking member on the Energy Committee in Parliament there, John Jinapo, earlier addressing that press conference. But Kweku, has there been any reaction to this and also the latest happening in Parliament? Well, the government side hasn't responded to that. They, 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 they've told us that prior to this news conference, there had been some engagement with TOR to get some understanding of what this deal is and whether or not they can come before Parliament. But on the floor now, there are some questions for the Transport Minister, I said, to answer them. But a big business today will be the review of Parliament standing orders to make, for instance, committee meetings accessible to the public to allow for constitutional independent bodies like the EC to come to the floor and answer questions. Currently, the dispensation is that only ministers of state are allowed to come and answer questions on the floor. They want to review the standing orders to allow the EC, Shrug, and other constitutional bodies to be able to come to the floor and answer the questions. And that is the bigger business that the House will be considering today. That's a parliamentary affairs correspondent, Kwekwa Sante. Let's now rejoin our legal affairs correspondent, Joseph Akable, and we are told that the Chief Justice has been petitioned to remove the judge handling the minority leader at Forson's case. Um, Joseph Akable, give us details. What are we learning? So the case is currently being handled by Justice Isia Sewa Sariboche, who is actually a court facility judge, sitting as an additional high court judge. I mean, just a short while ago, she announced in court that she had just been notified that a petition has been sent to the Chief Justice by 
uh, the businessman who is standing far alongside the minority leader, that is Richard Jackson, asking that he is prohibited from hearing this particular matter on the allegation of bias. We do not know the particulars of that bias, but again, she announced that there's another petition that has also been filed. This is in the form of a motion here at the High Court by Dr. Kupok in the minority leader, she is lawyers, asking that she accuse herself again on the allegation of bias as well. And so two separate actions, but she makes the point that because the one that has been sent to the Chief Justice in the nature of an administrative procedure, she's put in the trial of code, hoping that the next day, which is July 27, maybe the Chief Justice would have taken a decision on whether she recused herself or not. And so once that decision comes in, then they'll decide on the other motion, which is before her court. And how has the state been reacting to this? And the prosecutors, they disagree in terms of the motion that has been filed, but they've not had an opportunity to even respond to it yet because the court is not even dealing with that. With regards to the process that is at the chief justice, an administrative one, and so it is not one that they even have the opportunity to comment on directly in terms of the legal processes at the court. Yet. So they are also monitoring closely to see what will happen away of what has been sent to that court for the chief justice. Well, this um, news just coming in is also available on myjoyonline.com. But Ghana has also been displaced from its position as the second most peaceful country in sub-Saharan Africa on the 2023 Global Peace Index. It is now in fourth place and 51st in the world. The nation is among 163 independent states rated in this year's ranking by the Institute of Economics and Peace, the IEP. The research found that the world had become less peaceful in the last 15 years, external and internal conflicts are main reasons cited for the deteriorating peace in countries including Ghana. My colleague Mami Sinyamiche Thompson looks at the ranking in the following report. The 17th edition of the Global Peace Index covers 163 countries, comprising 99.7% of the world's population. The study was based on 23 qualitative and quantitative indicators from highly respected sources and measures the state of peace across three main domains. The level of societal safety and security, the extent of ongoing domestic and international conflict, and the degree of militarization. The report found that global peace had deteriorated by 0.42%. 84 countries had improved peace and peace in 79 countries had declined. Iceland remains the most peaceful country in the world, followed by Denmark, Ireland, New Zealand and Austria. Afghanistan is the least peaceful in the world for the eighth consecutive year, followed by Yemen, Syria, South Sudan, and the Republic of Congo. In Sub-Saharan Africa, Mauritius is ranked the most peaceful country, followed by Botswana, Sierra Leone, and Ghana in fourth place. Below the ladder is Cote d'Ivoire at 16th, Togo 19th, Nigeria comes in 37th and followed closely by Burkina Faso at 39th position. Sub-Saharan Africa recorded a slight fall in peacefulness with the average country score deteriorating by 0.57%. Of the 44 countries in the region, 21 improved in score while 22 deteriorated and one remained unchanged. The region is less peaceful than the global average on the safety and security and ongoing conflict domains, but more peaceful than the global average on the militarization domain. Meanwhile, the report states that Russia's invasion of Ukraine and its consequences were the main 
drivers of the deterioration in peacefulness globally. Both Russia and Ukraine are now ranked amongst the 10 least peaceful countries and Ukraine had the largest deterioration of any country in the 2023 Global Peace Index. Well, OneApp is calling for a concerted stakeholder engagement in dealing with the lapses in Ghana's case so to uphold the peace, especially going into the 2024 elections. Albert Yel Young is the National Network Coordinator for OneApp. I think that we need to take the report um, as it is, do an analysis, look at the indices that uh, they have been reported on. Now, beyond that, we need to do a further analysis of our own situation you know, coming out with certain indicators that we think that, you know, could be things we should monitor on and then begin to do uh, uh, interventions that then can uh, uh, address those situations. For instance, we have the issue of Boko, which is still on the radar. And as long as there is, uh, you know, sporadic shooting and violence in that area, the indicator will continue to record, you know. Albert Yil Yang, they're taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News Live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC, HDPE pipes, and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. We've been hearing uh, from the Saudi MP who has been asking uh, asking uh, Shraj uh, to continue with investigations and rather probe uh, the matter uh, with Professor Kobna from Pombwating's report. When we return from the break, we have sports and then I'll take you to the eastern region town of Enum and tell you the story behind the prohibition of keeping dogs by residents. The reason we don't keep dogs in this town is because our deity guards the people with his own dogs. We shared an impossible, enduring, encompassing bond that squeezed a lifetime of loving and friendship into those afternoons and evenings. We'll get to hear um, the president and also dignitaries eulogizing late playwright and author Ama Ataidu at a fun final funeral rite at the forecourt of the State House. Even though she never took up a gun in Africa's struggle for independence, her pen did the fighting. It's been hard moving on without you. Thanks for staying with us. Let's do sports now. Mubarak, what do we have? Yes, yeah, so in about three hours or even less, the Black Stars will get to know their opponent for the 2026 FIFA World Cup qualifiers. Ghana is in port two and could face tough oppositions like Nigeria, Morocco, or even Senegal who are in port one. Remember, 48 teams will participate at the next World Cup. And as a result, there has been some changes in the qualification path. Gary Smith has more. So for Ghana to qualify for the 2026 World Cup, unlike for 2022 where there was a group stage and then Ghana advanced to the playoff and that was it, for 2026, two things can happen. Ghana would have to top its group, uh, which will be decided at 3 p.m. today in Abidjan, and win outright to be one of nine teams to qualify. And those nine teams will get automatic qualification. Now, if Ghana does not finish top and qualify, then they'd have to be one of the best four runners up. 
Now, these runners-up will go into a CAF playoff. And should Ghana win that CAF playoff, then the Black Stars will go to a FIFA playoff, an intercontinental playoff. It is only there, if they win, then they become the 10th team to qualify. So it's a bit more convoluted than for 2022. And with Ghana's current performance and current ranking, um, it's brought fears that, you know, it may not be that easy to make it to the World Cup. Joy Sports editor, Gary Al Smith. Thank you very much, Mubarak. It's time for our Floods of Trauma series. And today, living in a perennial flooding community can be very distressing. There have been many instances where flooding and stagnant waters have led to the loss of lives and property. In the Ashanti region, where residents have abandoned their homes due to floods. Each year, flooding causes more deaths than any other hazard related to thunderstorms. It racks havoc on development infrastructure and increases human casualties all over the world. In the Ashanti region, Ohim and Sewa are known as flooding communities. Residents experience heavy flooding anytime there is a downpour. Ajua Tichiwa and Mary Owusu are residents of Ohim and victims of floods in the community. They narrate the difficulties they go through any time there is a downpour. Anytime it floods, the Nyenesu River is unable to house the flood water, allowing it to get into my house. We would realize everything is wet, including our mattresses. I broke my arm when my house got flooded. The flood waters are heavy, so while escaping, I twisted my arm. We plead with governments to do something about this. So the eastern region now in the town of Enum where residents and visitors are not allowed to keep dogs. I'm sure you're wondering why Samuel Mbura has more. In the eastern region town of Enum, you may never hear the barking of a live dog. If you ever do, it may either be from your television or an audio recording. Moving around the town, you will find cats, goats, and other animals. But for dogs, no way. Residents here like Kofi has a desire to keep dog for hunting and security at home. However, the fear of divine punishment as well as the disapproval of the town's revered elders has compelled him to conform to the customs. As for me, I would have preferred to keep dogs because they can be used for security at home and hunting. But our elders are insisting we go by the instructions of the gods. We can't do anything about it. What lay at the heart of this intriguing custom? Kofi Osai, the revered Asafwache of the Nympha Division in the non-traditional area, explains. The reason we don't keep dogs in this town is because our deity guards the people with his own dogs. He dislikes the barking of other dogs who may see him patrolling the town at night and prefers to operate in silence without attracting any attention. Oh! 
Well, that's Samuel Imbura's report, and it's available on all our social media platforms. Off to the State House now, uh, where she uh, has been, they've been eulogizing late author Ama Ataidu. She was a knowledgeable teacher, an exceptional woman. That's how President Akufado described her, and has been laid to rest today. The late poet is credited for utilizing her pen as a weapon to fight for the rights of women and girls, especially. This was retreated by her daughter, Kina Likimani, in a poetic tribute. But President Akufado, we can hear from him. Mommy, it's a matter of perspective and gratitude, this or death. The stoics ask, is the situation bad? Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.